hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on it so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com drink. That's rosettastone.com drink. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc. And the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc.com slash drink. Welcome to Halloween 2.0. 2.0. For you guys, Halloween is over. For us, it is only beginning. Well, we're halfway through. We're that. We're at 51%. 51. <laughs> um, That's when your phone does not need to be in power reserve anymore. Guys, uh, Christine's still in her cat costume. I mean, I'm shut up in a Marty McFly outfit, so I felt like I needed to live up. Um, well, since last week, I almost said last year. I'm still in my costume. It's it hasn't changed at all. Don't I'm... worry. Actually, Christine did change her underwear earlier today. I did. I wanted to make sure everyone knew about it. She announced it as she came down the stairs. I, I changed my underwear. It wasn't really. It wasn't for a gross reason. It was because it was falling <laughs> off my butt. Well, that's a gross reason. And in a onesie. <laughs> it's a little difficult to constantly be fixing it. So Christine's underwear has been changed once. Um, so glad we announced last week. that to the world. Um, so Okay, so you're in your costume. I didn't come in a costume yesterday, last week, so I felt underdressed. So I came in my costume this week. And I also had to match you on the same energy present-wise, so I got oh, you for both God's something. Sake. Are you serious? Yeah. We're just going to become those people who try to one-up each other all the time. No, it's very even. Okay, good. I was like, Em's going downstairs? Bye. What is that? What the fuck? Are you serious oh right God. now, Em? What? Holy shit, you're not fucking around, dude. Whoa, look at this crime scene tape. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm going to put this all over the podcast room. <laughs> Holy shit, there's pot. Oh my god, this is dope. 
There's crime scene tape. Ah! What is this? <gasps> Whoa, there's like a tumbler, a skull It's tumbler. a tumbler, but it's a skull with a brain. <laughs> ah. Like a brain freeze, get it? Oh, clever. Mm. And then there's ice cube trays that have wow. eyeball gummies in them, so you can wow. put ice cube eyeballs in your <gasps> drinks. Wait, that's so good. Yeah. When you guys come over on Halloween, I'll make them for like the cider or something. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun idea. And then I put in... Um, each candy has like a different thing oh, about it. Yeah. Um, the, gu- the gummies just seemed very Halloweeny, but then I also put in some of my favorites, something I thought Christine would like, oh, and something I thought Eva yeah. would like. Oh my god, <gasps> reptar cereal! That's the thing Christine would like. Of course it is. What's the one Eva would like? Um, <laughs> booze. Yeah. Well, I just assumed like you you got her wine, so I got this you is cute. little champagne jelly beans. I can't so believe this exists. I got champagne jelly beans for you guys. I all this stuff. And then. Peanut m ms are also Christine's favorite. And then Triple Power Push Pop. Oh. I actually just yeah, you talked about this on Is This Adult? I'm so mad I tried to find them for you for last week. Five below. So What's that? <laughs> Wait, there's a five below here? I just found it. Stop. That's why I bought all this shit. What is that? A candy five store? Below, five, below. five below. Thank you, Eva. The Virginians in here know. It's a. It's basically like, you know how there's like a like a Dollar Tree or a Dollar yeah. So there, five below is everything is $5 or under. Oh, because I tried to find these at Target for you and I couldn't. And I felt sad. It's a, right across the, from the Outback in Glendale. Oh, hells yeah. Oh I know up where that the, up is. Up the escalator, five below is right yeah. there. Yeah. Is it new? I don't know. Because I used to go to that complex all the time. Well, I saw it and I was like, well, I have to fucking go. Because that was like my like high school experience was always going to five below. Oh, I'm sorry. Like amped. when you first get a car and there's really nowhere to drive in your small town, five below was just the place you always went. I'm so excited right now. Um, I'm eating these gummy bears. <gasps> They're little evil twins, like yeah. you and me. <laughs> Just like you and me. <laughs> um, thank you. This is precious. You're welcome. I got my own little Halloween basket. Yeah. All right. So, and uh, that's that's all I have. That's adorable. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm very happy right now. Good. So I, I love Halloween. I wanted to match your Halloween energy. I love putting the pressure on. Well, you did. How are you, Em? Um, currently fighting a cold. If you can't tell by my nasally voice. Womp womp. Um, but other than that, I'm fine. Um, Allison took care of me, which was very nice. Aww. And I have officially completed my haunt attraction to-do list for October 2018. Because I went to the LA Haunted Hayride. I went to Queen Mary. I went to Knott's Berry, Knott's Scary Farm. And I went to Universal, and I did them in ascending order of, like, the scariest. Ooh, so, fancy. So, like, I weaned myself in, and then as of two days ago, I went to the best like one, which was peak. Universal. Yep. Awesome. And Allison went, and it was her first time at Universal. I think she had a good time. We actually both screamed. Oh. That was fun. Christine, my roommate, who I go with every year, she uh, ran into a wall. She was so scared. <laughs> oh, no. That sounds like <laughs> something I would do, to be fair. You could hear her head hit the wall. Oh, no. <laughs> and I had to catch her. But um, that just means you had a good time. I mean, that's you don't leave without doing that, I hear. Right, right, right. <laughs> How are you? Um, I'm okay. I haven't been feeling too hot this weekend, so I kind of stayed home and did Halloween weenie stuff with myself and my dog. Self-care. Self-care. Watched some Sabrina, which I'm obsessed with. Watched uh, Haunting of Hill House. You know, try to get in the spooky spirit. Ate a shit ton of candy day in, day like out. Like you're currently doing right now? Correct. So life is good. I love Halloween season. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I also enjoy it. And now... That this is this is coming out the week after, right? So like so, the fourth. So Halloween's already happened. We're already a couple days in. Oh my November. god, we're, we our first tour date is tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah, in DC. Current. Well, yeah. When you listen to this, yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're currently very nervous. Actually, we're probably currently 
in Fredericksburg, and I'm showing Christine and Eva my hometown. That's right. We got a dose Very of Cincinnati, excited. now a dose of Fredericksburg. Very excited. We're on it. Yeah. Um, it'll be fun. We're I'll show excited. you all the hot spots. I still need to do a lot of prepping for that week, but yeah, working I, on it. <laughs> I do too. I need a lot of mental prep as well. well I need too. to make sure I've got enough propranolol. Talk about self-care, <laughs> man. That's going to be a rough week. Woo! And like around my parents at the same time. That's, right. It's one thing to be incredibly nervous and to do the thing I hate the most, which is like to be on stage in right. a panic, but like to also do it with all my friends and family, like Fair. fighting for time to hang out with me when it's like, I'm, I'm not really here for vacation. I'm here to like, yeah. Be prepared to be on a stage five nights in a row. Then we got a bolt like right afterward. Yeah. Right. It's going to be a lot of pressure and it's going to be, I think it's going to be, I, and I imagine some version of a reality check with my friends because my friends have actually never seen me with a job. Oh. Um, cause as soon as I, cause I went to college, I didn't really, I worked in college, but only during like college season. Like part time. Yeah. Yeah. And then when it was summer, I was hanging out with all my friends. Then I went to grad school in Boston. Then I went to LA, but they've never actually known me to be like on the job while they were like in the same area as yeah. me. And this is definitely not like your traditional on the job. It's like, right. It's going to be weird though for them to be like, let's have a sleepover. And I'm gonna be like, I got to work. <laughs> I think that's the first time I'll ever get to say I'm that to them. I'm on a business trip right now. It's like, do you mind? <laughs> but, um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a new experience. It'll be fun. Um, it'll be, it'll be a learning experience for all of us. I think. Agreed. Yeah. That'll be good though. Um, and being, that being said, we have a lot of tour dates. Those are all sold out, but we do have a lot of tour dates um, coming up. Uh, so check our website, and that's wedrink.com slash live. Um, I believe the week that this comes out, a couple new shows are announcing. So uh, follow our Instagram. That's where we post them. Instagram, Twitter. Yep. ATWWD podcast. Real quick update as well. A lot of people have been asking about this. We actually have made some changes to our Patreon page. Uh, so I just want to explain that real quick. So in, we had a lot of tiers before and it was getting kind of complex and there were a lot of things, rewards that we had promised that we just felt like we weren't living up to. And it was like growing, at least like my guilt was like dope. at an all time high. Yeah. At an all time high. Cause I was like, shit, these people are, you know, supporting us monetarily. And I feel like we're not giving them what we promised. So we've simplified the, the whole system. Uh, there are now only two tiers, a $2 tier and a $5 tier, um, $2 and above gets you everything that, uh, we currently do like um, CK's bonus listener stories every month mm -hmm. and our Facebook Live and um, occasional goodies that we mail out to you guys, just like little postcards and things. Right. And then $5 and above um, is now, there's a little bit change. You get everything else that the $2 people get, patrons get. And then you also have access to our fan mail videos that we do every month, which um, used to only be $10 and above. So now $5, you get access to our fan mail videos and you also get behind the scenes content, which is something we're trying to work we, on. Yeah. And so if you guys have any suggestions, that would also be something you can email us about. Yeah. But like for now, it's mostly just kind of casual, <clears throat> like, Oh, me um, sleeping <laughs> yeah, and I'm sleeping. Isn't that what you all want? Yeah. Um, but like, you know, when we're traveling or like now, um, we're going to be able to post from our phones directly to the, to the Patreon page. So that's going to give us a lot more access to give you guys more content, which we think is probably the most, the best way we can include you guys in our lives and vice versa. So we're hoping that adding more content to the page will be worth it for you guys month to month. And you don't have to change your donation, but you do. If you are a Patreon donor, please check your messages because I did kind of give a quick instruction on how to include yourself on the $5 tier. Right. So thank you to everyone who's been donating. You mean so much to us and are still so special to us. So we just wanted to make this as simplified as possible. And we wanted to make sure that we were actually giving you something that we could promise you. And, yeah, exactly. And not, you know, fall short on that. Not over promise. So. Yep. All right. All right. Well, spooky season continues. 
By now, you've probably heard about Burrow, a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs, durable materials, and details that make life in your space easier. Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant cushions with easy assembly and disassembly this is the perfect thing for your outdoor space they also just launched a new standing desk co-pilot with adjustable height a durable scratch resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever i'm in the market for a new desk um so this is definitely going to be my next bookmark and of course there's burrow's legacy seating collections like the nomad and range now available in new colors and m and i that's like the only piece of furniture i think we actually share is our burrow sofa in the podcast department love that thing and that's why we drink listeners can get 15 percent off their first order at burrow.com slash drink that's burrow b-u-r-r-o-w dot com slash drink for 15 percent off burrow.com slash drink this episode is brought to you by progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly 750 dollars on average plus auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts quote now at progressive.com to see if you could save Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Yes. So um, we actually just did this month's uh, Facebook Live, or I guess October's Facebook Live. We just recorded that before we started recording this. So... um, ironically i don't know if it's really ironic but it was funny in that uh a lot of people emails like actually irony (laughs) a lot of people were uh recommending stories to me through facebook live of things that i should cover in the future which i highly appreciate Mm -hmm. and am so grateful for there were a few people who were requesting something and i basically said flat out in the facebook live okay that's the story i'm covering literally in five minutes after we do facebook live so you gotta stop requesting it or christine's gonna like get the name in her head so i got a spoiler alert everyone got a spoiler alert so uh christine actually knows what i'm covering today although i don't think you actually know the story behind it at all do you i mean i do ish oh you do yeah but i've always wanted to hear you cover it so i'm very excited okay so i like know the basics but i'm i don't know i never heard of it oh really i only knew a lot of people started requesting it after i covered black bloody mary right okay well um, there's the movie okay well you say the topic and then we'll go, we'll go. <laughs> nobody knows everyone's like what is it <clears throat> jesus christ yeah no so i uh i got i got a lot of requests after bloody mary because apparently this is uh a similar mm. folklore so this is la llorona yay and it is a latin american folklore a lot of people have said that she is the latin american bloody mary oh sure um although she doesn't come with a game she's not like a she's not fun like games. you don't request her presence she like brings it upon herself to show you if she... you don't have to request her <laughs> um i think a lot of the the movie was just announced so i think people are kind of mm-hmm. it's on the brain yes yeah so la llorona in english uh is loosely translated into either the weeping woman or the wailing woman the wailing that sounds so creepy so La Llorona is a part of Hispanic culture in the Southwest since uh, basically the days of the conquistadors. Mm. And actually, um, it's become kind of a part of Hispanic culture wherever you are. So even in America and like more Hispanic communities, sure. it has carried over. So 
There's a lot of variety on the folklore. It was also depicted before the movie that's coming out. It was depicted in 1961 in a film called The Curse of the Crying Woman. It has also been on the TV show Grimm, on the TV show Sleepy Hollow. La Llorona was actually the first villain and the very first pilot of Supernatural. Shit. Um, and several movies and songs have incorporated her. And she's also been a theme character at Universal Studios Halloween oh Horror Nights. God, that's a horrible theme character to run into. And uh, she has also been featured in comics such as Batwoman. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. So the, Very culturally relevant. She, All she gets around. So <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> so uh, La Llorona is a ghost of a woman who lost her children and now she cries looking for them in all sorts of riverbanks oceans lakes depending on the story she's in different bodies of water thank god we live in a drought over here yeah thank god we live in a desert um <laughs> and she often also causes misfortune to those who are near great um so this is one of the most common stories and then literally half of what i'm covering today is just multiple versions of her because i wanted to make sure when i did um bloody mary and then i also did i'm gonna fuck it up the ace wongs ace, yeah i uh, am not gonna chime in because i also get it wrong what the philippine the beings, folklore yeah um a lot of people would then personally write to me and say like hey this was my version and it didn't get oh. covered so and that happened with bloody mary too right like a yeah, lot of bloody people mary. said it was different in their life in their childhood right so i'm gonna cover as many versions as i can so awesome. everyone feels included um not everyone there's gonna be there's gonna be someone who emails me being like excuse me and i really apologize but we can are you okay you got lines on your head oh really it looks like someone kissed you does it hurt it looks like a ghost kissed you yeah it feels hot but i don't know what it is it looks it literally looks like a lip mark ew <laughs> no i don't like that do you see it eva it feels like scratches but i don't know what it would be it's la yarona yeah a little bit oh, it's okay We'll see if it gets worse as I tell the story. Great. Um, Ew, I don't want I don't want it. It's fine. Too late. Um, <laughs> so, you keep bringing the shit into my house. I bring... Listen, someone <laughs> someone else shipped you a box of haunted dolls, okay? Shipped us, to be fair. I just get to house them. Listen, when we started this podcast, you said, let's record at my place. And that is how <laughs> things came to be, all right? You're right. Your punishment is the commute and mine is the <laughs> demonic dolls. Right. And we all know whose is worse, mine. So... I mean, Yeah. This is L.A. You're right. You're being punished more than I am. I have to pay gas to come here. That is very fair. I have to pay with my soul. But, you know, <laughs> same thing. Same difference, In really. In L.A., it really is the same thing. It's like, oh, an Exxon or, uh, yeah, my soul, I guess. That's what that's what I'll pay with today. So, um, okay, so this is the most common version I could find. In a rural village, there lived a young woman named Maria. Maria came from a poor family, but she was known for her beauty. Apparently, like, no matter who you were, whatever class you were from, everyone was just in love with Maria. Mm -hmm. One day... I get that. Oh, Christ. Been there, done that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> One day, a very wealthy man traveled to her village and proposed to her. Um, I don't know if that was, like, right away or if he waited five minutes. Um, <laughs> just right away. He... Uh, proposed to her and his father was extremely disappointed that he was marrying into poverty oh no um clearly the story was in a place where classism was like <laughs> alive very well. very very alive and well um maria and her new husband built a house in the village to keep away from his father who was not proud to Aww. have had his son marry her eventually maria gave birth to twins every story changes either it's a boy and a girl or two girls or two boys why do we have to gender them? Thank you. It could just be two babies. <laughs> they are definitely twin babies. 
Um, <laughs> so they be twins would be so cute though. That would be precious. Like, oh, who, who's who? Who knows? <laughs> They're the. Never mind. <laughs> I was gonna make more jokes, and I was like, I'm not allowed to make these jokes. So let's move on. I mean, all of my kids are clearly gonna be babies. Sure. So it's gonna be quite a toss up. We can just play like a guessing game every time you meet them. It's like, oh, like, what do you think? Which one's which? <laughs> who knows? And so they tell us one day we let's just play a guessing game. So eventually, Mary gave birth to twin babies. And her husband was always traveling, and when he would come home, he would only pay attention to the children. And Maria was not having it. That's sad. She felt like he was falling out of love with her. And one day, he just never came back. (gasps) Years later, Maria and the twin babies were walking by a river when she saw her husband with a younger woman and another baby. No! I bet you that was just a regular baby, because he wasn't... (laughs) He wasn't up to the... That one was just stereotyped from the start. Cultural So, um, Maria was like, fuck heteronormativity, and... No, I don't know. Oh, I was like, whoa. (laughs) Wow, Maria's got the words on her. twist. So, Maria was... Say that in Spanish, Em. Uh, no. (laughs) Okay. Uh, so, Maria was so angry and confused... Oh, poor thing. ...that she went into a blind rage. She picked up her two children, and she threw them in the river. Oh, no. That's not good. And she drowned her babies. No, that's no way to handle this situation. Hate crime! No. It was just out of spite for her husband. It was just a crime crime. It was just a crime crime. Oh. Just like a horrible, like, infanticide crime. Terrible. Um. Terrible. So, only after she saw their bodies floating in the river... Oh, for fuck's sake. ...she realized what she had done, and so she also jumped in the river to save them. (sighs) At that point, they had already died, rest in peace, and she also passed away, but at the gates of heaven... Oh, she drowned. Apparently, she's going to heaven, um, according to the stories. She at least got to the outside gates. Yeah, she got got into the neighborhood. So did she drown as well? Yeah, she drowned trying to, like, I guess, Uh, go fish her kids out. And so... Terrible. At the gates of, I guess, heaven, she was challenged about where her kids were, because they all died, but only she showed up at heaven. And she was told she is not allowed to have an afterlife until she has found her children. Oh, that just gave me the chills. So now she spends eternity looking for her kids in the river. Ugh! It is said... Ugh, it's so dark. It is said that if you hear her crying, you are to run the opposite way, obviously. Yeah. And she could bring misfortune or even death. So um, a lot of parents apparently in Mexico and Guatemala, which is what I'm finding on the internet, not what I'm just deciding uh, i don't want anyone thinking i'm like saying something stereotypical what i have found on google many parents in mexico and guatemala apparently use the story to scare their children from staying out too late so nice it sounds like german parents clearly they're all the same (laughs) like telling these fucking horror stories to small children in some versions of the tale la llorona kidnaps wandering children oh god and they don't even have to be near water um she will then ask them for forgiveness and then kill them I don't like that. In some stories, she will kill them right on the spot. In some stories, she will drag them to the nearest body of water and drown them. But apparently, she is drowning these children to replace hers and hoping that those souls will give her the afterlife. Oh, God. This is really spooky. People who claim to have seen her say that she appears at night by rivers or lakes. But others have said that they see her in jungles. Like, apparently in Brazil, there's another version of her that's in the jungle. Amongst her crying... She has been, uh, people have witnessed her screaming, my children, my children. Ugh. So, that's the most common version, apparently. Okay. Now I'm just going to run through the... I think that's the one I've heard, like the basic one that I've heard. I think they're all 
more or less the same, just with different twists. Okay. In the Guatemala version, Guatemalan version, mm-hmm. it said that her screaming, she's very much like, it has the same concept of the A-swang, mm. whatever, how, that, how that's pronounced. If you hear her far away, she's actually closer to you to like, oh, like, to like trick you, to trick you, to Ooh. think that you're safe. And if you hear the sound close oh, so to you, you're like, actually, it's actually farther away. So you're from like you. relieved. Oh, so she wants you to run. She wants, oh, I don't like yeah. it, like toward her. Ew. So um, she's actually near when she sounds distant. She's actually distant when she sounds near. Um, Good. Another version of the legend is that those who do not treat their families well will see her and she will teach them a lesson. Oh. So she doesn't have, you don't even have to hear her crying to come find her. She will find you. Now that's the parent twist of like, how can or I make this more? You better respect me or else <laughs> you'll be taken Llorona away. is coming. I mean, yeah, it makes more sense for like a child right. to like keep them in line, I guess. So uh, also there is an Arizona version. Interesting. Where a woman named Lana, mm-hmm. uh, she lived with her husband and two children Felt that her husband was paying more attention to her children than her, and so she pushed them over the edge of a canyon and then jumped herself. What the fuck? So interesting that they chose, like, a place with definitely more desert, and they're like, oh, a canyon instead of a river. Right, sure. <laughs> like, we don't have water here. like, how could we make this an obvious kill? So, <laughs> Shit, that's a horrible... There's another common version of, uh, <clears throat> instead of being named Maria or Lana, she is Louisa, mm-hmm. and she marries, uh, or she wants to marry a man named Don Muno. And they were of different social classes. They fell in love, but Don could not imagine actually marrying someone of Louisa's peasantry stature, apparently. So he decides that he loves her enough to keep her as a mistress. Mm, Wow, that's so thoughtful and generous. Yeah. Yeah. Chivalry isn't dead. Right. No. But Don's about to be, so... uh, (laughs) Oh! Now that should be the tagline for the movie. (laughs) Uh, So Don stopped visiting Louisa and her children... Because he did give her kids, was just but just wouldn't he gave marry her them. He right. bestowed them bestowed upon her. the gift. Yes, right. such a gentleman. Um, so he had kids with her, but was like, "I'm not going to marry you." Okay. Um, let her live in like a little off house on his like property. Oh my God. But he had his own home to himself. And one day, Louise actually went to the main house to ask him personally why he stopped coming to see the children. And when she arrived, she found out that she was showing up on the day of Don's wedding to another woman no. of his class. Oh, no. And so, oh, okay. So she was just so mad and didn't know how else to, like, get her point across that he didn't own her anymore. So she um, drowned her children Um, since they were somehow associated with him. Cool. Okay. Great. Healthy. Fantastic. So another legend says that it was not actually uh, the woman or La Llorona herself who drowned the children, but it was actually the father in an attempt to hide the fact that he was cheating on his wife. Had, like, a mistress and a right. other kids. Oh, my God. Another version is that she uh, was originally, when she was alive, standing at an altar, and her she was, like, standing next to her husband, and the priest requested, they had some deal, the priest and the husband had some deal, where the priest was going to have their firstborn son and have him welcomed into the priesthood. Like, they had already agreed oh, that their son would become a okay, priest okay. once they had their firstborn son. <laughs> That's fun for, <laughs> for the boy. Thanks, priest. Thanks, priest. Um, oh, you're back. So uh, I missed that one. She agreed, not knowing that when she finally got pregnant, she wouldn't want to give her son up. She also ended up having multiple other children, and she just didn't, she just didn't want to get rid of them. And so either it was her or someone else or someone caused a fire where all of them burned down to the ground. Oh, my God. 
Okay. So either the so fire. That's a new either one. the priests burnt down the house since they weren't willing to, since she wasn't willing to give them her children or to protect her child protect her children from the priesthood. I don't know, like to keep them from having to go like by she, force, right? Right by force, she burnt down the house and left them in there. I mean, reasonable one way or the other, in <laughs> right. my opinion. Right. I mean, no matter what, it makes sense. It's called healthy problem solving. Right. <laughs> So, um, that's another way. That's an interesting one. Wait, you said Dawn dies. Did Dawn die in any of those? Yeah. So apparently, so she drowned her kids in the river, went back and killed him. Oh, oh, oh okay. Sure. Right. right. Sure, I just sure, thought sure, that sure. went by itself. Um, <laughs> that was just like self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fucked up thing. In the fire version, apparently La Llorona survived. Oh, no. And she was severely burned and actually later was called donkey girl what because the burns were so severe that her face had horse-like donkey-like oh, features for God's sake. okay so she was also known in some stories as donkey girl yeah yeah really fucked up yeah so we are just sliding past that <laughs> we're just uh, <coughs> sprinkling on more fun facts <laughs> right left and right another version is that again there was a set of twins and they were so identical. They were both twin girls in this case. And they were both so identical that when they went to go get baptized, the priest accidentally baptized one of the babies twice, thinking that he baptized both of them. He just forgot which one <laughs> Shit, he... Oh. they like mixed them up. Right. So there was human error and one of them was not baptized. One of them was baptized twice. Um, <laughs> Does that cancel it out or no? I think it's like two <laughs> rights make a double right. Oh, I mean, like, okay. I'll have to ask God. Like, yeah, only let he me know. would really know. Let me know what he says. Well, over the years, apparently both twins grew up and got married, but the one that was baptized found actual love and true happiness and had <laughs> kids and all this other splendor. And the twin that got skipped by the priest, hashtag thanks priest, uh -huh. um, she never found any happiness. What? She married out of obligation. And when she gave birth to both her son and daughter, she did not love either of them and she drowned them out of resentment. Right, because that's what happens when you're not baptized into the faith. Right, uh-huh. I mean, I wasn't baptized in... It's a really subtle... Where are my kids? Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. I mean, talk about, like, a subtle lesson that you're teaching in Sunday school. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. But by the way, like, that wasn't even their... It's not like she chose not to be baptized, so she got a terrible I life. Know. It's like... She was like, I'm sorry, I just don't love you. It was just like, blink. <laughs> but it was like, oh, the priest accidentally messed up. It's not like I know. she chose this life. Well, whatever. Apparently, I don't know. It's messed up. It was fate, I suppose. So I suppose it is. So another common version is that, again, the woman's name is Maria. Her beauty just enamors all, all men. Um, and in the evenings, she apparently would dress up and she would go out and flirt with all of the men that were just crazy about her. But she was neglecting her two small sons that were at home. And uh, basically those two sons ended up drowned in the river and they think that maybe... Maria did it so that she wouldn't have to feel responsibility for like them the and she could go hit yeah she'd go hit on some guys oh okay um that sounds very shamey oh yeah um and then also <laughs> she just wanted to flirt with guys okay and she didn't want to have anything back at home keeping her like holding, holding her down her back. and so she drowned them but then apparently she regretted it and <laughs> she stayed up all night and didn't eat while she was searching for her sons in the river she ended up dying on the riverbanks and she was so skinny because she was not eating that she like slowly starved herself to death and died on the riverbanks. Good. Um, Fabulous. And then I think this is the last version is that a poor woman and a poor man got married and started having kids and they couldn't afford to feed all of them. So the husband just started drowning them. Oh, good. Um, 
after giving birth to their fifth child, the husband threw the baby in the river and she, the woman went in after the baby and both of them drowned. Oh my God. Um, and then from there on out, the woman haunted the river. I mean, um, I fucking would too. Let's be real. <laughs> so some say that she kills men, women, and children, but the most common story throughout is that she only kills children. Wow. Um, uh, well, I, I think it's interesting that there's a twist that the man does it. Cause like that, I feel like inherently the story I've heard is that like she did it and then like she's coming after maybe only like feminist communities like they're like it's like the husband did it the man did it <laughs> yeah i don't know that's interesting twist i hadn't heard that before mm-hmm. so uh la yorona i just keep making sure i'm like saying i literally wrote it phonetically at the top so i like don't fuck it up <laughs> um so there are a lot of origins about like where this story actually came from right. some of them are from like several several hundred years ago um the stories apparently in america come from more the southwest and they've gone as far as the yellowstone river that's oh but uh mainly it is obviously a hispanic folklore although it has been traced back to german folklore what of course it, why am i surprised <laughs> in 1486 a lot of the fucked up shit comes from down there or up there so apparently there are traces of that um, also, the <laughs> earliest reference to a weeping woman dates back to 1502, um, when an Aztec girl named La Malinche uh, fell for the conquistador Cortez, mm. and Cortez decided that he was going to travel back to Spain, and he also decided, without her permission, that he was going to take their two sons with him. Oh, no. But she was not down with it, and so she dragged her sons to the river and killed them before <gasps> he could ever kidnap them Whoa. from her. Whoa, okay, that one is really twisted, because there's, like... And that's a very common... Historical backstory, like, he was taking them back to his home country, and... Ooh, right. Ooh, that's twisted. And it's a very... That's actually a common... Uh, the fact that it has Aztec... Um, an Aztec element to it, or yeah. that it's been traced back to that time. That's a very common origin. Really? Um, another one is in the 16th century. Um, the Florentine Codex is like a historical account. Um, I'm actually going to, I think, be doing a story about that. Re- I've never point. heard of that. Codex? It sounds, that sounds like... Um, Don't look it up. It's I won't, but it sounds very uh, like modern day, the Codex. Sounds well, like something... It sounds like CODIS, that's why. Probably, (laughs) but also there's uh, the one that I'm talking about. It's not the same one, I don't think, but there's a book that I actually really, really, really have wanted for a long time, but it's literally like hundreds of dollars. What is it? It's called, I think it's called Codex. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Or um, I'm probably fucking it up now that I'm like just, I think I've heard the word enough that I'm putting it in my head, but there's a book where like they found forever ago and they've got, it's got all these weird symbols that no one can still crack, but it's apparently about the future. Oh, fuck Yeah. So Let's get a copy, That's please. the one I'm thinking of that I'm going to eventually do a story about. Let's circle back to Patreon. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. I have looked at this book for the last, like, five years, and it's been in my cart on Amazon for, like, several years. You want to see M sleeping? Because <laughs> pay us five bucks, and we will get you that content. If you get me that book, I will FaceTime you personally, and you can watch me sleep all you want. And we'll sleep all the time. Um, so, yeah, it has, it has uh, connections and relations to Aztec origins. And then also there are more Aztec elements in that La Llorona could actually be two different Aztec goddesses from the Florentine Codex. Ooh. Um, this was obviously not the same book now that I'm thinking about it because this one has clearly been translated and people know what's going on in it. Um, oh, so the other one's truly like a mysterious. It's like a totally different book. I think that... Just ignore everything I just said about that. It's oh a, my God. 
because well, it's not it has nothing to do with this story basically oh i see okay but it it sounds like this book which is why i thought about it okay but anyway the florentine codex which is its own entirely different thing talks about like the general history of aztec oh. um something like just like i guess like an aztec history mythology book, or something yeah there are two aztec goddesses in it that could be la llorona um which comes from around the same time as the previous origin that suggests that she has aztec elements so okay the two goddesses that she could be are names that i truly will fuck up but phonetically it looks like siaukotl and chalchiatilaku <laughs> <laughs> i know um, i know i'm wrong i don't know it any better so um i'm not even gonna look so the former um she is described as a savage beast and an evil omen who appeared in white and she would walk at night weeping and wailing. Mm. And she's linked to the sixth of ten omens as the voice of a woman heard wailing at night, crying about the fate of her children. Okay. The latter, she was the goddess of the waters and the elder sister of the rain god. And she's also described as one who has uh, feared and caused terror. And she is said to drown people and overturn boats. And ceremonies in her honor involved children sacrifices and the more successful the sacrifice um or the more terror and crying that came out of the children um suggested how successful the sacrifice and the oh my god their prayers were what the fuck okay um so she could be one of those two because they both have elements sure of okay her story so they're like okay could be one could be the origin one yeah of the, okay or a combination of both over mm. time or something um La Llorona could also be a version of a Greek myth. She could be the queen of Libya, which Zeus had an affair with, or oh. who Zeus had an affair with. And when Zeus's wife Hera found out about the affair, <laughs> her name in this, the queen of Libya's name was Lamaya. Okay. So La Llorona could be Lamaya, who had an affair with Zeus. And when Zeus's wife Hera found out, uh, Hera turned Lamaya into a demonic demigod forced to eat her own children. Oh, no. And then forced her to walk the earth and eat every other child that came her way. Oh, my God. So those are all the origins of all the different places where people could have, like, picked and pulled information to create like, what is today right. La Llorona. Okay. Um, although the Aztec origin is the most common because also since they say La Llorona brings misfortune if you hear about her or if she's nearby apparently oh you tell me now thanks okay. <laughs> well apparently uh in the aztec world i forget which one of those two goddesses but apparently oh the first one the q akotl mm -hmm. um glad we're saying it again <laughs> yikes um she's the sixth of ten omens and after that happened the aztecs were invaded or taken over okay so it's like proof that like oh she's been misfortunate since the beginning if that's who she is I see. Okay. Oh, I see. Like, they think, like... You mean after she... Th oh, no, that was a goddess. Hold on. Oh, I thought you meant the Aztec story of the woman throwing... Cortez and the woman throwing her Oh, babies. no, no, no. No, because that sounds similar. Cortez and Keoakotl or something. <laughs> really? I don't know. Really similar. I don't know. But, um, no, so that particular goddess, because she, in the story... After people found out oh, about her okay. or something, Aztec was so overthrown. So she's still like the Aztecs were overthrown. Has like the negative. Yeah, and so since then she brings misfortune or something I like that. I see. Okay. I don't know. I'm probably not telling it right. I um, think the one of the lady throwing her babies off the cliff and because he was going to take them away. The Arizona one. 
No, sorry. The one, the Aztec one where Cortez was going to take the ba- the kids back home. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. That one is like, to me, somehow, like the most, like the realistic sounding story. Right. Compared to all the like mythology. That one was 1502. That really freaked me out for some reason. I could believe that one too. And also it's like relatively like late enough in history and yeah. like close enough to our time where it's like that story seems like the least likely to have been tampered like completely with. fabricated or yeah. whatever i just yeah i just think that story and it sounds the most like straightforward and realistic of like she was desperate to keep her kids and if she couldn't have them no one could have them right of, like, it just seems like you don't have to explain too much yeah it's like oh well this happened yeah that that's scary so when people do witness la llorona she is described as tall thin beautiful long flowing black hair and wearing a white gown she roams the rivers and creeks and wails into the night searching for her children or searching for children in general to drag down to the water to replace them. Ooh. Some say that uh, La Llorona looks non-human and blank. The face is blank with no features at all. No eyes, no nose, oh, for God's and sakes. no mouth to scream from. Oh, I was just telling everybody in Facebook Live my earliest memories of this nightmare I had of being in my mom's bed and she turned around to face me and she had no face and that's like my earliest memory so i don't like that one earliest memory is just it's creepy because you're not saying your earliest dream no my (laughs) like my earliest memory because i remember waking up and i was still like sleeping in a laundry basket at the time you are trash (laughs) what happened to you in your childhood (laughs) my mom was like i don't know I mean, I guess like if you're that she small, she put me in a little laundry a basket, and she wanted to put it next to her bed, but not in the bed because that's how you crush babies. I feel like in 2018, that sounds like you shouldn't do that. But also, when you think about it, like no, it's like it a mini practically, crib. yeah, it's a bed. It's a place you can throw a couple like, blankets down. I had a down. crib, but my mom would sometimes put me in her room next to the bed. It's just a portable crib. Yeah. I get it. Okay, I'm not against it. Um, it's I took a journey. <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> From your trash to okay, I guess I can see it. <laughs> it was like your trash, and then I was like me as a parent, like oh, I'll probably do that though. So I guess it's not horrible. <laughs> I mean, it's better than putting them in the bed, which is how. But in my dream, I was in the bed, and then I woke up in my laundry basket. Yikes! And I was like, ah. anyway. Oh Christ. Okay. So um, yeah. So the face has no features at all. I don't like it. Just a blank face. Others say that there are eyes, a nose, and a mouth. But they're all elongated and protruding oh. in the shape of a donkey or horse. Oh, no, not From this again. the fire yeah. story. That is upsetting. She is said to have been seen drifting between trees along the shoreline or floating across the current. Um, on dark nights, people see her walking along the riverbank by herself, and children are warned not to go out in the dark because uh, La Llorona might snatch them up Ooh. and throw them into the river. Um, so there are a couple different witnesses. There's one guy named Patricio, and as a boy in New Mexico, he and his parents saw out in the woods a tall, thin woman walking along the creek. Mm -mm. She floated over the water towards them and vanished, and then moments later reappeared much closer to them. Oh, no, this sounds like the actual movie that's coming out. And disappeared again. Yeah, fuck no. Um, another guy, his name was Epifanio, Epifanio, and... He and his brothers got into a big fight with their parents. And remember, there's the storyline or the version where it's like, oh, she'll also like, if you disrespect your parents, she'll come get you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was in a fight with his parents, with his brothers, and all of him and his brothers decided to leave the ranch and they took the horse and carriage. And while they were running away, they were visited by a tall woman with a black net over her face. Oh, and she showed up by sitting between two of them on the carriage. <laughs> oh, oh, no. No, no. She said nothing at all and stared at them, but had totally black eyes. So you couldn't see back at her. You just knew she was staring at you. Mm-mm. 
And she stayed there until Epifanio decided to turn the horse and buggy around and head back home. Wow. And at that point, she said, I will visit you again someday if you argue with your mother again, and then vanished. Oh, boy. In Santa Fe, apparently there is a building called the Public Employees Retirement Association Building, or the Para Building. And apparently that sits on the land that was once an old Indian Spanish graveyard mm. near the Santa Fe River. And a lot of people swear that La Llorona has visited them many times in that building. Oh, gross. People have seen doors slam, windows open on their own, and they hear crying throughout the halls. And they feel unseen hands pushing them when they're on the stairs. What? Okay. Apparently children who visit the building will also see her and be scared to approach her. So bring your kids to work day is not fun. Not, I bet they don't even have that anymore. <laughs> That's been canceled forever. <laughs> um, apparently, some kids in South America actually have a version of hide and seek where the seeker actually plays the role of La Llorona and has to call out for the hiders by saying, where are my children? Ew, that's so twisted. That's so much creepier than hide and seek. It's so much Like, creepier. ready or not, here I come. Where are my children? Here, come for my children. <laughs> Take them into the afterlife. And finally, in 1986, there was a Mexican woman named Juana. J-U-A-N-A. Yeah, Juana. Juana. And she attempted to kill all seven of her children by throwing them into... All seven? All seven. By throwing them into the Buffalo Bayou in Houston. Oh, no. Apparently, uh, this was... Uh, oh, no. That's so messed up. In Texas in 1986. Oh, in 86? Yeah. 1986. 19, holy shit. Okay. So recent. So this is actually documented. This is not yes. a mythology. This is an actual crime. Oh, no, 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 no. <clears throat> she threw all seven of her kids into the Buffalo Bayou in Houston, Texas. Oh, my God. And uh, she was trying to escape her husband from domestic violence. Oh, no. And she didn't know what to do with her or her children. Oh, no. So she threw them into the bayou Two of them did not make it. The other five survived. And she was only put on 10 months of probation. Wow. But during an interview, they asked her why, and she said that she was La Llorona. Oh, God. And that was was how the interview ended. Can you imagine your kids, like, most kids get the story of La Llorona, and then your mom's like, I am La Llorona. It's like, like, yeah. Infinitely worse. It's like, I only gave birth to you just to throw you in the river. That's really, really sad. And, like, just tragic yes Fuck. yes 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 and that and there is a movie also coming up but that is all the information i have about like Oof. okay what a story what a story what a story i only knew the basic version but i didn't know much about it this podcast is brought to you by squarespace the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace Courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. 
It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Juni, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues, and Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay. Sorry, guys. We derailed. You didn't hear any of it, but... We went on a wild You're tangent. welcome for that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were talking about Emma's mother. Yes. Yes. And she is a proud, strong, independent woman. That is one way to put it. That is one very normalized, conservative <laughs> Societal, way. Uh, societally acceptable. I'm probably currently getting a text from my mother right now being like, what were you saying? My ears are ringing. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Tell me your story. So actually, this is not my story. Oh my! Tell a story. So I, um, basically, segueing, as you would say, Christ. or as the rest of the world says, segueing. Right. Ha ha ha. After so last week for um, which is only a couple. Of, we recorded a couple of days ago. The episode that came out today um, was your when mom's they hear stories. The, when they hear today, it's going to be a week later. Sure. Okay. Sorry. The episode that came out last last Sunday. week. The, the last Halloween episode. episode. Halloween 1.0. Yes. So M covered their mom's stories, and I had actually a series. I was going to hope you do this. I had a series of Renata's stories ready for like a Mother's Day or something, and I was like, I feel like one day we'll need these. And so, like, after I was, you were telling Linda stories, and I was like, oh my God. Like, I wish I thought about this in the shower. I, had, like, I thought prepared. about this today. I had a feeling you would know because I feel, yeah. So afterward, I like called my mom, and I was like, all right, it's go time. Like, <laughs> I told her a long time ago, like, I need you to prepare these because I'm going to need them. <laughs> um, and so she's like, great, I'm on it. And like literally spent all night writing them. So I was very I love thankful it. for that. I was like, I can call and do it. And she's like, I'm going to write them. She's about to blow my mom right out no, of the water. No, no, I don't think so. I just, I just was like, I thought it would be fun to do them back to back-ish. Yeah, like, no, I thought literally today in the shower, I was like, I was trying to figure out my story for today. And I was like, I kind of hope, like, since Halloween 1.0 was my mom's stories, I hope Halloween 2.0 is, like, Christine's stories, but we also never talked about it, so I'm hoping she just knows me on, like, an <laughs> astral level where, like, she's already preparing it. I just love that, like, we both know that our moms have stories, and, like, I, I did think, like, maybe we'll do a Mother's Day it thing. It would have been but, nice. But I feel like this is kind of fun, too, because it's, like, a mix and match yeah. two weeks in a row. I do feel bad. I feel like it would have been a really wonderful Mother's Day episode to do, like, our both of our mom's stories in one. Well, now they're talked about. But, you know, I fucked it up, so whoops. Multiple episodes they get mentioned. They have time to experience more true crime paranormal now. Right! Yay! Between now and May, they can gather right. up some stories. Get on it, Linda and Renata. Alright. Um, so, this is... So, my mom sent two paranormal <gasps> and two true crime. 
I'm just like your mama. So excited. Yours was similar, right? Yeah. Or, okay. And we okay. did a little weaving with mine. Should we do a little weaving yeah, with yours? Yeah, let's do a little, little, weave, little weaveroonie. Uh, <clears throat> also, I just love that I knew I was going to bring up my mom's story, so I knew she's going to listen to this episode. So when you were like, I was like, oh, I was in a laundry basket, and you're like, you're trash. I was like, I'm going to hear not hear the end of this from Renata. It's okay. We were covered by the end, Renata. I support you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, Renata. We know. We know you weren't. I'm not one to talk. My mom let me choke on a strawberry when I was two, so... <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, like, not all moms are perfect. Uh, except you, mom. You're perfect. One time, you want to hear how my mom's not perfect? Yeah, my, always. My, one of my mom's most guilty memories of, like, parenting me wrong was mm. when I was young enough to, like, be going to the grocery store with her and standing on the back of the cart. Right. Like, holding, like, standing my feet. I yes. was on the opposite side of the handles. Right. And I was standing on the back and holding the actual cart to keep myself up. And my mom wasn't paying attention. And she... Uh-oh. Uh... After we had left the grocery store, I was holding on the cart with all the groceries in the cart and we were walking. She was rolling me back to the driveway or back to the parking lot to get in the car and she didn't see the curb. And so she (laughs) she rolled the cart off the curb. And so, like, obviously it wasn't a smooth landing. (laughs) And so I got thrown off the cart with the cart full of groceries landing on top of me. Oh, good. And there were apparently a bunch of people around that saw it happen because I only my only memory is being like having ice cream that was too cold lying on top of me <laughs> and there's like a sea of plastic bags and i hear my mom going she's fine she's fine <laughs> nothing to see here <laughs> that's all i remember amazing anyway so renata do not feel bad now uh, i am also trash okay <laughs> i just can never, i'm just never gonna hear the end of it okay um all right so let's start with um like a little paranormal paranormal rooney story oh yeah paranormal rooney halloween 2.0 that is right this story begins this story takes place in 1969 <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so she wrote these to me i mean i know them but she wrote them in like first person so i'm, I'm trying to figure out the best way to share them um so i'm just gonna say them in third person sure okay so uh, my mom and her mother were, and her siblings were on their way from her hometown of Heidenheim to her grandmother's home. Nope. Incorrect. I already messed up. No, I, I did it last time too. You have it's to figure hard. out the I'm voice. I'm like trying to, pa- yeah. <clears throat> Cause I hear it in my mom's voice, but I think it in my voice. So who yeah. Do I say it? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So my mom and her siblings were on their way from their grandma's house to their home in Bavaria in 1969. And, uh, she had at this point i think there were six of them so she was one of six at this point um and there were eight total in the end but okay i didn't know if it was gonna be like more or less kids by the end of the oh story God. oh i didn't even I think about like, that oh, like currently six <laughs> i'm not gonna ask but fingers crossed oh um so it was foggy and snowy uh her mom was trying to keep the car like on the road and it was really like a, a nerve-wracking drive because it was so it was like middle of winter at nighttime and they drove this old car with mattresses in the back and there were six of them so they didn't the car didn't have seat belts it just wasn't made that way Mm -hmm. um and so my mom was sitting in the front holding her little sister on her lap um and the rest of the kids were in the back of the car like on the mattresses and (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. No comment. <clears throat> I don't know if that's just like like a different time where it was. I mean, it was it the 60s also been like that in, in the America? countryside, you know. Or is this also? Is I mean, like, I think in the countryside, like back then in the 60s, like you didn't wear seatbelt. Like, I mean, sure. I don't imagine. Did everyone have mattresses in their cars, or was this just like a personal I mean, I family think, thing? I think they were just. Um, I don't know if it was like a truck, like they were, I don't know, maybe not. It's just an interesting site. That's all. I don't I'm, know. I'm enjoying it so far. I don't know. I'm sure she's going to text me and say, I said it wrong, but oh. whatever. So the kids were <laughs> napping in the back. I think it was just like a late night drive. So they were napping in the back. Um, and all of a sudden her mom screamed Papa or like daddy and slammed on the brakes. So my mom got like pretty injured because she was thrown up into the front of the car and she was holding the baby. So she was trying to protect the baby. So she like took most of the 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 force the force and hit on her right shoulder um but the other kids had been wrapped in blankets and coats and like hats because it was winter time so they were like cushioned from the blow i guess um and so they had slammed on and like all the kids were kind of thrown up front again no seatbelts but they started the car so her mom started the car again and was like shaken up but was just like everything's fine what was she saying stop to uh, she didn't yell stop. She yelled Papa or Papa. like Daddy and slammed on the brakes. And all the kids were like, "What's going on?" Oh, but they okay. were so, so little that my mom was just that her mom was just like, "Don't worry about it. Everything's fine." Got it. Got it. So they just kept kind of driving. My mom, my grandma was driving really slow, um, and so she started the car again and was driving. And then all of a sudden, the car hit something, like drove directly into something, and it was so blizzardy and like dark out that they couldn't figure out what they just hit. So my mom got out of the car with her mom. She was one of the oldest. And they walked kind of around the car and were trying to feel for it until they walked right into like a, my mom called it like a street roller, like a, they flattened the tar, like a steamroller type oh, okay. thing. Like they were supposed to make the roads basically. By Jeez, like, they hit that and didn't yeah, see it? drove into it. Oh my God. <laughs> it was like one of those massive construction machines. Um, <clears throat> and my mom, my grandma just started like, bra- she broke down and started crying and sobbing and like talking to her dad who had passed away a few months or a year before in 1968. So she was crying and my mom was like, what's going on? And her mom said when she slammed on the brakes, her dad had appeared in front of the car (gasps) and yelled, like, stop the car right now. And so she slammed on the brakes and yelled like dad, like just so taken aback. Oh, so she. Oh, wow. Okay. And then like a few feet later is when they like kind of rolled into the like because they couldn't see. So they rolled into the steamroller thing. So she's like, he stopped the car like maybe 10 feet before the construction right. vehicle so like they bumped into it like yeah they, they bumped into but it, had right. he not been there they would have just crashed yeah exactly right into it. exactly so they were going you know down like a fast road so she said they'd slam it on the brakes and her dad had kind of appeared to her and then she says uh she made me promise not to tell anybody because she was afraid people would call her a witch Oh. So again, <laughs> that's the small town they lived in in the sixties. And I've, I've met Renata enough, so I hear how she said that. <laughs> so matter of fact, she said it so matter of fact without smiling either. When oh I, yeah, it's not fun. It's just like the way that it is. She's right. like, well, we couldn't, you know, because they would think she's a witch. And then I'm like, that's ridiculous. And she's like, it's not. Nope, <laughs> it's like, nope. They you're, would, you're they would wrong. Think she was a witch. Yeah. So then my grandma thanked her dad, and I mean, her grandma or my grandma was young at the time too, like her even though she already had six kids she was probably in her like 30s so she was young and um she said don't you know don't tell anyone uh and then she thanked him and said thank you for saving us and from that day on apparently she talked to him all the time and was like he's always like here (laughs) he was probably like jesus christ i have to keep an eye on you i guess i don't know (laughs) um and so she talked to him all the time and felt like he was always with her after that so that was one story and then should we do a little crammy crammy poo yeah okay let's 
Let's turn the tables here. So both of the crime stories I'm featured in. Not featured. I'm just a guest appearance. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I'm an extra in... Were you in the original story? Did you just throw yourself in? (laughs) What if I just wrote myself in? Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you're a writer by trade, so... (laughs) Christine saved everyone's life at the end. (laughs) No. uh, I was actually there. I don't remember either one. Um, Okay. So let's go to 1994. Can I ask, were either of these... When she got robbed when you guys were in the van or when someone broke into your house and she told you guys to play a game? Um, so one of them is the van story. Okay. And then one of them is one of those stories, but a different one. Oh, God. <laughs> the one where I remember where we were like, where my mom like hit us and stuff. That was. Was late, it in that house? Later. It was in a different house. Okay. Got it. But it was a similar story, but not the same one. This gotcha. one I didn't actually know about. Okay. Uh, I'll tell that one. In 1994. So my parents own a restaurant called Cafe Vienna. Uh, which I showed you when we were in Cincinnati briefly. Um, And it was like a duplex. So it was like a big brick building in Mount Adams. On the left was our house. And then attached to the build, like on the right was the restaurant. And then in the attic, she said, (laughs) so we tore down the brick wall or they did to like kind of have access to the other side of the building because they own the whole thing. But she said we broke through the brick wall. But I think she means they just kind of. Got it. So anyway, they they had torn down that part of the brick wall so they could kind of check on so she could go upstairs and check in on us while we were sleeping from the restaurant so she could walk in upstairs. Um, So one night my dad was out of town and um, my mom and everybody had a huge weekend at the cafe like business wise. And as always, she took the money home so she could drop it like the cash home so she could drop it off at the bank on Monday. By home, you mean like across the hall? Yes. (laughs) To our home. Yeah, exactly. So uh, she was sleeping on the third floor and we were in our beds and she heard something on the second floor where the kitchen was um, and then heard voices. And she said she was her heart started beating like crazy. I mean, at this point, she's probably 29, like she was pretty young. Um, And then she heard somebody talking about money and that it had to be here somewhere. So someone was in our house, like not the restaurant side, but like our side. So like the home kitchen, not the restaurant. Yes. Yeah. Our our home kitchen saying the money has to be here somewhere. So she grabs us, my brother and me. Um, took the fire door from our bedroom uh, into the office. She couldn't lock it because the lock was like on the outside of the door. So she just kind of like shut it and hoped nobody would open it. Um, so then she heard them come walking up the stairs to the third floor where we were hiding. And she heard voices below her in the cafe as well. So it was like, because there was like crossover. So she heard voices in the cafe below her. Um, and the cafe had been closed for several hours already. So it couldn't have been the employees like hanging out after work or anything like that. So then she writes, the kids were awake and eerily quiet. I told them to be quiet, but Alexander was only four months old. He just smiled at me. (laughs) So, okay. Yikes. Uh, She said, I took the kids and crawled with them behind some wainscoting that was slightly open behind some cardboard boxes and hid in the wall under the roof. It was totally dark and freezing cold because it was February. Uh, The kids cuddled up to me and fell asleep. And then she waited for hours, like 7.30 the next morning, before she was brave enough to leave behind the wall. Uh, She went downstairs. They had broken into the kitchen through the window, like on the second story. On Um, the second story? I think so. She said the kitchen was on the second floor. So I was... Wow. I think... Okay, sorry. I think the second floor was like... I think there was like a basement apartment. And I think Mm. she's thinking like one, two, three, because we rented out the basement. Got it. Um, uh, Okay. 
they had broken into the kitchen through the window and at the cafe they broke in through a side door so there was like one group of people that came into our house and one group Ew, that... so there was like two sets of people yeah. who agreed to rob it at the same time yeah who came in from two sides yuck yeah. where was your dad he was out of town Ugh. he was like traveling did so... you ever find out who it was i'm sure you're gonna tell me sorry go ahead uh we'll find out uh so she said we would have been completely trapped between both groups of people because they were yeah. coming in from both sides and she couldn't like go from there into the cafe and escape escape because they I were... imagine whoever did it though like knew that a family was there like i'm surprised it didn't go look at the rooms or anything yeah well so she says i never found out who it was but i installed cameras and changed all the locks too i know it was somebody and their friends who worked for me because they knew exact they knew that i take the money home after a weekend shift so she's like gotcha. they were in our ha- side of the house <clears throat> in the kitchen saying the money's here somewhere so they like they knew it was there um, and Ooh, they, and like, they probably still worked for her afterwards yeah and so she's Yikes. like i think they knew the police came um they told her that they're lucky that she was able to hide and that they didn't come looking for her like again like you said probably knowing we were upstairs like yeah. just didn't come looking for us and like threaten for money or anything like that um she said they just kind of left after they couldn't find the money uh she said she made sure that everybody who worked for her knew from then on that the money would never be in the house again at, like after a weekend of work and she said, the funny thing is, I forgot about the money. I was so rattled and scared for the kids that three years later when we moved, I found approximately $3,000 in an ice bucket on top of the living room cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's where it was. <laughs> and they couldn't find it. I don't wow. Know. So she found 3000 bucks a few years later. I guess that's a good end to the story. Okay, so the second paranormal story is my favorite, par- favorite story of all. So I think I'm going to save that one if that's cool and just do one more true crime one okay is that okay yeah okay and then end on the paranormal one yeah because the true crime one's kind of upsetting and i do vaguely remember this so okay do you remember fear um no because i remember (laughs) sounds ridiculous but every time something like this happened my mom was just super good at being like oh it's just fun they're just not you know everything's (laughs) fine like we're just so good at being like but in real life she should have been like shitting her pants yeah like she was but like she tried to play it off as for us as kids like everything's fine which looking back is like very brave what a hero yeah because i remember i mean i was talking to my therapist about this recently of like my anxiety is really bad and then when something happens i'm the first person to be like everybody don't like we'll figure this out like the first person to be kind of the voice of reason and i feel like that was my mom's very like instinct too of like yeah they raise you to do that (laughs) i guess that maybe is where it comes from um okay so this is christmas eve 1995 okay merry christmas merry christmas Mm -hmm. And a happy Halloween. (laughs) So let's see. So my mom had spent um, the couple nights before Christmas sorting through all the toys that my brother and I had because she was planning on dropping off a couple boxes at the free store, like the um, like a goodwill, like a goodwill, like a free store in Cincinnati, um, like a donation center, like a donation center. Exactly. And so she had been going through all the toys and she had heard on the radio that uh, the local free store didn't have enough toys. So she you know, collected a bunch of ours that we didn't need anymore and was getting ready to donate them downtown. And the cafe, the restaurant had just closed for the holidays. So she grabbed my brother and me, put us in the minivan. And then this is what she has to say. Yes, I had a minivan. Shamefully so. Thank goodness it was leased. I gave it back after two years. Hated that thing. Parking in Mount Adams was a challenge. Anyway, (laughs) okay, we get it. Good commentary. You didn't like having a minivan. Um, okay. So she gave it back, uh, on the way to the free store uh my brother and i were in our car seats in the back and 
basically what you would do is you would drive in and park and they, they would help unload the car and then you would drive back out. So you didn't need to like get out and carry the boxes. Like there were people, right. volunteers or employees who would take the stuff out of the car for you. So she didn't know they had closed at noon already. So they weren't open when we arrived. So we drove in, stopped and suddenly four guys jumped the car. So one was on each side of us in the back seat, like at the passenger doors in the back. And one was in the front and then one like in front of the car so she can drive and one was at her driver's side window so they kind of surrounded the car and uh the guy at her side at the window had a gun and said roll the window down and in the meantime the others opened all the car doors and climbed into the car <gasps> and sat in the front seat and then the other two sat in the back with my brother or me and just like climbed in yuck um my mom told them to get everything they wanted. She said, you can have the car. You can have the car seats. Just let us walk away. Like, we're not going to do anything. Alexander was two, and he thought it was really funny. And that is what I remember. I remember him laughing and being like, "Am I? is this funny? Like, I don't really know why he's laughing. Um, and my brother started just kind of talking and babbling. And I was reading a book, and I didn't. Apparently, my mom says she didn't pay any attention. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So my mom said she stayed calm and said, what do you want? Uh, you know, I have my purse. Oh, the guy said my, your purse or your wallet. So she searched everywhere for her purse or her wallet and couldn't find it. And I remember her telling me this and she was like, I was getting hysterical. Like I, I had my purse. You can have it. But I, she couldn't find her purse or her wallet anywhere. She's like, I brought it. I know it's here somewhere. Maybe I forgot it. Um, and he basically made her like lift up to see if she was like hiding it, um, and still couldn't find it. So she started getting nervous and the guy's like getting agitated, like, just give me your wallet. Um, and she was like, please just leave. Like, we just want to get out. Um, we'll get out of the car. You can have the car. And I said, maybe it's under the seat. So they looked under the seats, couldn't find her wallet. She said, I didn't cry because I didn't want to upset the kids. And eventually after like several minutes, they just gave up and were like, we, you know, we can't find her purse or wallet. So they just peaced out. She called the police. She got home, called the police, and they said they told her she was stupid for going downtown alone. Oh. <laughs> um, and they didn't let her file charges because it was on Christmas, uh, and it, she shouldn't have gone downtown and expected anything that different. That is trash. Yeah. Yeah. Which, actually, like, I remember you visited recently, and we were talking about, like, how I was saying how different it was. Like, we yeah. used to not be able to go downtown because shit like this happened, and it's so different now, like city it's just very gentrified and built up. well no because allison and i were walking around and we were like where the fuck is this dangerous part that christine (laughs) kept telling us about we were like was she being dramatic and i was like i don't think so but maybe we're just in the wrong spot yeah i I like couldn't figure it out because every part that we were in that we remembered a story of you telling is so different now it's so different and like the 90s you know had the race riots and everything it was like just a extremely dangerous part of town and like in the last 15 years they've just built it up so much gentrified it changed it like it's just a different completely different part of the city but yeah so basically she called them and they were like why the hell would you drive downtown like we don't have time for this and just kind of didn't let her press charges uh she called the free store and told them what happened and they said why would you come alone especially with kids <laughs> and no like husband or man or anything with you um and so she was like well <laughs> like, there's nothing i can do right so uh she has never donated to them since because, again, they were like, Assholes why would it. you come down here by yourself? And she's like, I just wanted to give children Christmas gifts. I right, don't know. Right. And she says, now I have Vietnam veterans pick things up at my house with a scheduled appointment, <laughs> which is actually what I do, too, because nice. I think a little a little nervous. And she says, the weirdest thing, again, I had the weekly cash income from the cafe in my wallet. So it was, again, that like several thousand dollars that yeah. she was on her way to drop off at the bank. And she's like, I would have given it to them immediately. Like, I was trying to find it. Right. Like, she was hysterically trying to find it. 
Um, and she said, but I was wearing my old Bavarian coat that day. And she has this massive, like, gigantic brown Bavarian coat. Oh, my God. That's, like, ridiculous looking, but, like, very valuable and expensive and from a long time ago. But, like, every time she wears it, people, like, think she's homeless. God. <laughs> I remember she walked around with, like, a Louis Vuitton purse at one time and someone thought she, like, stole it. Oh, my God. <laughs> her, it's, like, this giant, like, floor-length brown coat anyway she's gonna hate me for saying that but like it's ridiculous (laughs) she says i wore my old bavarian coat that day it is warm very voluminous and not very flattering (sighs) which is and i feel like she was trying to beat it to the punch there (laughs) accurate assessment right i didn't let her um she said the wallet was in her coat packet coat pocket and it was like in her coat pocket but it was so deep and like had fallen kind of down that like Right. Even when she stood up and they checked underneath her, they couldn't find it. And so it was gotcha. so far down in her pocket, she couldn't find it. So that when the guy was sweeping the seat underneath her, he didn't feel the wallet. She said, I usually had a big purse with me, but not that day. So she drove home, was grateful nothing happened to us. She said they did steal all the toys out of the back of the minivan. And she said, hopefully they gave it to some kids who needed them. Hopefully. They sound like good guys. Yeah, they sound like, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, they didn't hurt us, so I guess there's that. True. But... Yeah, my mom said that they just sat in the back and they weren't trying to, like, scare us. They were right. just, like, trying to get her wallet and, like... I guess intimidate her, but not threaten the kids. Yeah, yeah. It was very much like my brother was, like, kind of smiling and laughing and they were just kind of like, hey, everything's fine. Just give us your wallet. Like, they were trying to be... <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. great. Mommy's gonna give us all of her money <laughs> and then we're all my fine. poor mom. Again, she was probably, like, 32 or something. Oh, poor girl. Jesus Oh, man. It's tough enough having a fucking dog. I can't imagine having to take care of two children and, like, oh my God. live in this world. Imagine someone, like, tries to break into your car and two people are sitting on either end of Geo. Yeah, forget it. I'd be like, okay, well, I'm done. Okay, life is over now. So I, 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 I would have just run that ever, other, uh, other guy over who was standing in front of yeah. the car. Yeah, but I mean, if that one guy's a gun to you. Okay, that's true. Yeah, that's fair. It's just scary. I mean, knock on wood, nobody's ever held a gun to me, and I pray that that never happens, but, like, Jesus... Okay, so final paranormal story. Woohoo! We're in 1978. You were not featured in this. No, I was not. Okay. My mother is 15 at this point. Okay. So she says, um, so she lived in Bavaria, like I mentioned, and there was, they were doing a maneuver, uh, the American soldiers were doing a maneuver outside of their village. So they were kind of staying in near their town, near their house. And every other year where she grew up, they would have hundreds of tanks, soldiers, helicopters, other military equipment, like out in the woods and fields surrounding her village. Um, they would build up like tent villages and like kind of set up maneuvers and things like that near where she lived. So 1978, she was living in an old farmhouse outside the village on top of a huge hill in Bavaria. It's a very beautiful house. We visit there in the summertime, but it's very creepy and there's a lot of dense woods around it and it just spooks me to no end. (sighs) Very haunted. Um, So one night, my mom's asleep in bed and she hears her mom whisper into her ear while she's sleeping that her father, who remember, like was the one who stopped the car. Right. That her father had shown up in her room in his nightgown and sleeping cap. Oh. And had said, woken her up and said, your family's in grave danger. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and her husband, my grandfather, was traveling, so he wasn't home. So it was just her and the eight kids right. at home. So she said she heard noise on the balcony outside the second floor. So, like, it's a pretty tall house, too. So, like, up on the second floor, she heard somebody walking around on the balcony. Um, and since my mom was super <laughs> into Wild West stories, she's, like, obsessed with, like, spaghetti westerns and, like, anything kind of like cowboy like american cowboy 
Um, and so my grandma just thought maybe my mom knows how to load and shoot a gun. <laughs> just maybe. <laughs> and my mom goes, right, typical. I read a lot, but that means that doesn't mean I can actually do it. I was hoping that the story would have gone, of course I know how. Yeah, I'm yeah. Renata. I mean, I'm Renata. I'll figure it out. So she crawled on her stomach and she said at this, I remember her telling me this. She's like, at this point, I kind of got in the mindset. She read a lot of these like old country books, Western books. And there was this character called Vinatu, which was like this fictitious Apache character who was like this badass crime fighting like character that she was obsessed with from Western novels. So she crawled on her belly, imagining she was Vinatu, this character. And um, she was like, I need to save my family. So she crawled down the stairs on her stomach into her parents' room, threw into my her my grandma's dressing room, got the rifle out of the closet, loaded it, crawled back into her own bedroom, saw shadows outside the window of someone trying to climb in the window, and just fucking shot out the window. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, she said she pushed the rifle through the window, through the she shoved it through the glass so the window was still closed. She shoved it through the glass and just started shooting. She said three guys had already broken into the first floor. One was trying to get into her younger sister's bedroom on the third floor balcony, and two others were right outside her room on the balcony. They jumped off and ran away when she started shooting, except for one who fell into a swine trough, hit his head, and fell unconscious. She said she was so scared that she just reloaded the rifle and started shooting just, like, kind of blindly to, like, scare them away. Yeah. Finally, her mom yelled down. (laughs) This is so ridiculous. Her mom came downstairs uh, yelled at her to stop shooting and then called the mayor. It's <laughs> <laughs> the most Renata story I've ever heard. <laughs> Again, just like super like matter of fact, and then called the mayor. The so, mayor, and then, and then we we called the mayor. It's like as, okay, as you would do, obviously, right? right. Like, but don't tell them we're a witch. My mom's just fucking shooting everybody. <laughs> so the mayor shows up with some military guys to try and pick up the people that have been kind of trying to get into their house, and my mom says, "Heck no." I took my camera out and took photos of them. Good girl. (laughs) And she said in the guy's jacket pocket that the mayor had kind of like grabbed onto and was trying to take away or the not the mayor, but like the people he brought. Right. um, He had a ton of jewelry that they had just walked through the house and like been able to steal (gasps) from the first floor. So she said, usually soldiers weren't punished in foreign lands. And then she said, but I had photos. Ha. (laughs) So I guess since she had physical proof, they couldn't do anything. They couldn't avoid prosecuting these guys. Right. So she said, lo and behold, it turns out a bunch of soldiers had continuously broken into houses in the village and robbed them of their valuables. And she didn't write this, but as I know, they were trying to get to the girls, like the preteen and teenage girls in the home. So that was part of it as well. Yikes. Um, The biggest problem, she said, was that she shot the rifle too far inside the house. And so she was deaf for several days (laughs) because it was so loud that she couldn't hear it for several days. She said, but I was proud as a peacock. Uh, <laughs> apparently her mom, my grandma thanked her dad again for like waking her and warning her that something was amiss. And she said that was the last time she, my grandma had ever seen, that was the last time she ever saw him. Basically after wow. that, he said goodbye to her in a dream and said, I won't be returning. You're a big girl now and you can take care of yourself and your kids without my help. And so apparently when my mom, my mom actually cried telling me this the first time and said, that her mom was just devastated for like days because she's yeah. like, my dad is like leaving. And it was sort of good because he was moving on and like he was able to be with his dad and his brothers who he lost during World War Two. Um, and his mom who'd passed away only two years before him. But like she was just felt like she was losing somebody that was right. Had been with her for so long. And also from a paranormal perspective, too, I'd be nervous of like 
does that mean that you're leaving because you don't need to warn us about anything else? Like, am I in the clear for the rest of my life from danger? Or are you just done now i have to like wake up Be, and like, find paranoid. people breaking into my house yeah. i think my mom said it almost in a way of like he's like you've got this from now on like like you won't need me okay and like i mean nothing like this ever happened to right. my grandma again so i don't that's good i don't know but it, it seemed almost like my mom said she had a dream where he was like i have to leave now but like only because you don't need me anymore okay well that's more comforting i guess yeah yeah so i think that was i just really like that story so those were my mother's stories very good Good job, Renata. Thank you for sharing. And Halloween 3.0 will be Eva's family. No. <laughs> <laughs> Eva, call your mother. <laughs> anyway. All right. So those I just thought awesome. that was fun because I was like, oh, I've been saving my mom's too. I didn't know when I would ever use them. And I feel like this is a fun little. No, that was awesome. Very, very good. Return. So anyway. All right. Well, happy Halloween. We did it. And by the time you've seen this, also happy friendiversary. <gasps> right. Yep. 30th. Yes. Wow. It's coming up. We'll be able to talk about that in the next episode because it's currently not October 30th, but we are about to go celebrate our friend anniversary and then record the next episode in the same day. Oh my God. It's going to be a, so a doozy. It will be delayed, but you will see, you will hear about it. You, you believe me. You'll fucking hear about believe it. Believe you me. <laughs> Words will be exchanged. <laughs> All right. Stay safe, everybody. Thank you for listening. Yes. Check us out. ATWWD podcast. All over. All over the internet. And that's why we drink.com. And that's why we drink.com slash live. Um, if you want to email us stories for our next listeners episode, and that's why we drink at gmail.com. Eva will look through those for us. And if you want to send us any goodies for a future fan mail video, you can send them to 1920 Hillhurst Ave, number 265, Los Angeles, California, 90027. Thank you for picking up the load. We need a fun song like Zoom. Like, Oh, and Zumba, Zumba. you know, and they have like 1920. Their... He'll herself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, two, one, three, four. Send it to Zoom. <laughs> it's not as catchy with ours. No. Nine, oh, oh, two, seven. Send it to That's where we drink. No, it doesn't work. Send it to Geo. Send it to Geo. Oh, all right. Thanks, guys, for listening. And that's why we drink. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am on how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost.